this is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. And I am joined by my guest hosts, a guy who is making lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite, the lovely and talented Austin Dossie. How are you, Austin? Doing good, Bob. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. Now, you hail from uh, the beautiful downtown Fontana Metroplex in California. Is that true? That is correct. Now, my daughter used to live there. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So last – now, you've been – this is your second time on the podcast. Now, the first time you were uh, three weeks into – I had only known you for three weeks. You had been – I'd been coaching you for three weeks. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. And your claim to fame then, among others, was that you had been in uh, Mike Ferry coaching for uh, three years, I believe, up to that point. Yeah. And then I asked you what was the – most number of listing appointments you had ever scheduled in a single week, and you said three, which is not bad considering your price range and your market, which is very competitive. And then I said, uh, how many uh, listing appointments did you schedule last week? And you said you had taken nine listings in the last two weeks in your second week of coaching with me. So, So that's a success. That is true. But since then, you now you are in an office where pretty much everybody is addicted to Mike Ferry coaching for some odd reason, right? That is true. Uh, and and because the owner, I think, recommends it. And then there's 125 agents in your office, and now you are ranked number one in your office, number aren't you? Number yep. So tell us how that happened. What, what, what would you say is the grossly unfair advantage that you have as a fearless agent coaching student that they don't have? having the right words to say, uh, asking the right questions, and always getting my question answered, and having an actual product to sell, like a value proposition. Those those three things alone separates me from the pack. Now, you used to be a cop. I did. So uh, uh, well, probably these days you're glad you used to be a cop. Am I right? Uh, you're right, 100%. <laughs> now, now, I used to watch live PD – and you actually in your town were what was what was the town where those guys were that you used to work with? Pomona. Pomona. That's it. Yep. So if you yep. uh, want to get pulled over by celebrities who know Austin Dossie, go to Pomona, and uh, I think you have to have your your car has to smell like weed to get pulled over in Pomona. Am I right? Yeah, or crack, one of the two. <laughs> so by the way, we forgot to do the headlines of the day. We did indeed. Are you ready for the headlines of the day? I'm as ready as I'll ever be, which means, meh. Now, Austin, you know how the headlines of the day work, don't you? Yeah, they're on paper. Yeah, they're on actual paper. That's how you know they're real. So we have – it's too soon for this. So uh, this one here, the headline of the day is Bernie Sanders. Do you remember Bernie Sanders? I do. He said billionaires can't have it all. Did you hear that? No, I haven't heard that. 
Yeah. Billionaires would have responded, but they were evidently too busy actually having it all. <laughs> That's how it goes. Okay. That's enough of that nonsense. Put that aside. So uh, what uh, what advice would you – now, you've been in fearless agent coaching for a little while now. Uh and the first time we had you on, you didn't really even know it was. You were so new, you didn't even know what was going to happen, really. But what has yeah. happened? Uh, well, first and foremost is being able to call you uh, basically any time, any day. That That's because I have no life, Ramon. Uh, we'll tell you, I have no life. That's why you're here, Ramon. You have no life. That's why. I'm That's why lost. you're here. Okay, great. Yeah, no, that helps a lot because. Um, you know, back when I was at Mike Ferry coaching, it was only a one day a week, 30-minute call that I could ask my coach questions. So I had to literally stack up questions for six days and then had to ask those questions. Did they ever have the right answer? No. Yeah, exactly. So, it, but, and you know, half the time I forgot what questions I needed to ask. So that's the biggest thing is just being able to reach out to you daily for, for guidance and, and help. That's, that's You know why I do it that way? No, because I'm lonely. I need people to call me. I I have nothing going on. Yeah. So it, it really, it's better for uh, you because you get your questions answered right when you need them answered. And I actually nope. do have the right answer every time. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, you do. And other because I used to be a realtor. Yeah, I actually did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's 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 the biggest thing is just uh, that daily help. I wish you could see what Ramon's doing in the booth. I don't know what in the world he's doing in there. What are you doing? It is called a faulty microphone. <laughs> is that every time I have to talk on it, it goes all the way down. Like oh, this. it's annoying, isn't and then it? I have to pick it back up and start talking. That's again. annoying. So I was trying. Okay, I was hoping you wouldn't notice. There was a lot of flailing it. going on in there. This is a professional operation. Is it we really? Ignore. Well, yeah, that's what they okay. tell me. Anyway. This, all the equipment looks like it's from 1952, but that's okay. Vintage, baby. Yeah, that's right. Retro. So what questions do you have, Austin, that you could ask to make the host look smarter than he actually is? Yeah, so my question is, uh, it looks like I'm on track to probably close 40 deals this year, okay. uh, which is about the same range, give or take, I've been at the last year or two. Mm-hmm. So my question is, in regards to skills and schedule and systems... And what, you're doing that during the COVID thing, which we never yeah. talk about on this show or any other thing, but... That's true. So in regards to skill, schedule, and systems, uh, what it, what will it take for me to do the 7,500 deals mm-hmm. a year? Well, I would, I would say this. First of all, you're doing 40 at a higher percentage commission now, correct? Correct. Okay. So that – by doing seven instead of six and keeping four, that gets you 33 percent bigger paycheck. So you're making way more money this year and you're also not spending money on marketing at all, are you? Okay. So, and what is your what is your average sales? Oh my gosh, the, the calculator is way over here. The headphone cord is not long enough. Hang on. Talk while I go say something, Ramon. <laughs> when he's reaching into a bag, he's grabbing up. Oh, there it is. Is that your, is that your calculator? These darn he- Yeah, you like it when I do math mm, on the air. Fantastic. I'm glad we waited for you to find <laughs> your calculator. <laughs> okay. So, what is your average sales price, Austin? 450,000. Okay, so everybody should write down their own average sales price. So 450,000 and then times that by 4% or multiply it as I would say. 
and that's 18,000. And if you do 40 of those, that's 720,000. And then if you divide that by two, that's 360,000. And that that 360,000 would represent your t- roughly your taxable income after the expenses, the split, the write-offs, all that kind of crap. Okay. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah. Yep. So if you're going to go um, from you know some of some of you out there are doing 20 a year. To go from 20 to 40 is different than going from 40 to 80. To go from 20 to 40 you have to literally give up what got you 20 in order to do 40. And the difference between doing 40 and 150 really is not that big a deal because the hours that you spend on the phone, uh, you, you, you have noticed that nowadays you're better than you used to be about having people cancel on you. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I have noticed that. So – the formula that you always hear me say is if you schedule five a week, how many do you schedule a week these days? The last few weeks I've been scheduling five every week. Okay. So if you schedule five a week, uh, and that's getting easier also, isn't it? Yeah. So what you what, the reason that gets easier is you have this buildup of um, people in your pipeline, so your your pipeline gets bigger and fuller, and then that and then uh, and everything just like referrals from past clients all of that gets starts to get easier but when you schedule 5 if two were to cancel that would be pretty normal for any agent out there in America and then you'd go on 3 and if you did the fearless agent listing presentation you would get at least one of those at 7% one year listing sellers begging you to underprice the house on day 1 uh, so that would be normal, and that has been the case for you, at least, yeah. right? Now, yep. could yeah. you do better than that? Well, yeah. In the future, so so your goal is, let's say, to do eighty, okay, this next twelve months, or next year, if you want to do it that way. Yeah. So if your goal is to do eighty, uh, obviously you're putting in maximum hours. You you don't have more hours you can add to it. So the the real big thing to get to happen is for the uh, cancellations to go from two to one. Okay. Okay. The other the other big opportunity for you is to go f- from w- getting one out of three to getting three out of three. Okay. Okay. So both those things actually kind of work together. So you're never going to have to schedule more than five. I'm not going to be offended if you schedule six or seven, but you really shouldn't have to schedule more than five. But the five you schedule have to be better than the five you're scheduling now. Okay. So you will get better at hearing the no that was cloaked in a yes and hearing the yes that was cloaked in a no. Okay. So – and you and I have talked about that a little bit where people say, yeah. uh, no, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's a yes. <laughs> so uh, you you are getting better at that already. Yeah. But that is – so we don't need you working more hours, but we need you to – so let, let's, let's just do a little uh, guess here. If you were to book an appointment with me, I'm a seller, you book an appointment with me, if you were going to get off the phone – 
and then start doing the CMA and start preparing for meeting with me, just that prep there, how long typically does that take you? An hour. Yeah, that sounds right. It took me an hour to do a CMA. So that's one hour for the CMA. Then you'd have to drive to and back from the listing appointment. So that's probably another hour. Yeah. So in California, you can go about 10 feet in an hour. Am I right? Yeah, that's true. So that's another hour. And then if you meet with me and you don't get the listing, that's a shorter appointment than if you did get the listing. So it's a two-hour appointment if you get the listing, but it, it usually is about an hour if you don't. Okay. Okay. All right. It'd be hard to get the listing and, and do that in less than two hours probably if they're okay. chatty, you know. Yeah. And it could turn into the three-hour Batan death march if they're lonely, but that's a separate issue. <laughs> so so that's two hours. So it's two, three, four. So it's a four-hour uh ordeal to not get the listing. That's yeah. a way to look at that. So with that in mind, on average, you may or may not know the answer to this. We're going to – this is a – do we have quiz music? Uh, we don't have quiz music. But, um, no, we still couldn't afford that. Couldn't afford the quiz music. You know, these sound effects are – how expensive are these things? Well, on my budget, they're pretty expensive. <laughs> they're pretty low. Yeah. Okay. We might have to take a take – a, pass the plate. So uh, on average – how many hours does it take you on prospecting to schedule one listing appointment? Uh, about two and a half hours. Okay. Which sounds about right to me. Okay. Yeah. So if if you change that to three and a half hours, if it took you three and a half hours to schedule a listing appointment because you spent an extra hour – but the ones you went on were much better as a result of that. You were pickier. Okay. That's how that's how that happens. Okay. That's how you only schedule five, no one cancels, and you get everyone you go on. So the ultimate goal is you schedule five, no one cancels, you go on five, and you get five. Okay. There was another guy that was on the podcast not all that long ago who he had uh, – called me with a success story one day and his success story was that he had scheduled seven listing appointments in one week, which was unusual for him. Yeah. And not one of them canceled and he got five listings. Good. Yeah. And all of them sold and closed. So so that's how – and he did 160 transactions and, and – but he never really – other than that time, he never really schedules more than five a week. He just doesn't have anybody cancel. Okay. So you staying in your office. So anytime you get in your car. Um, so if you if you look at it this way, if if three hundred and sixty thousand, uh, let's see, I'm doing math again. You're earning a hundred and eighty dollars an hour when you're prospecting. Okay. So every time you get in your car, you're not prospecting. So when you get in your car and drive an hour during the workday, it costs you $180. Okay. So you have to protect your time. That makes sense. 
By the way, if any of this stuff that we talk about on the Big Fearless Agent podcast here makes sense to you listening in and you happen to be selling less real estate than you wish you were and you are open to the idea of having some help with that like Austin was, uh, if you would like to learn more, you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone. And according to Austin, I will answer the phone. Isn't that right, Austin? That is right. So we will see if what you're trying to do and what we do here at the Fearless Agent headquarters, if it would be a good fit. Uh, I do love talking to realtors. I don't want you to think you're bothering me. Please don't email me or text to me. Always call me at 480-385-8810 if, if you cannot afford coaching. By the way, I was talking to somebody yesterday and she just signed up for coaching and she got completely ripped off uh, by another coach. And I'm not going to say his name, but it does rhyme with Greg Luther, I believe. So he ripped her off doing this Tony Robbins con man crap, which is uh, you. They, they always say things like, you know, you can afford it. If you need it, you'll find a way to afford it. Uh, I don't do it that way. That is that is con man tactic. So. That these you know click funnel losers that that's all you hear it's that high pressure thing so I never high pressure anybody I know there are people out there that cannot afford my coaching I get that because I was a broke realtor once but if you wish you could uh, go to fearlessagent.com watch our free webinar it's forty five minutes long take lots of notes go to the speaking page which is the the page where I sell my little speaking gigs there's a twenty five minute video there. Uh, there's another video training page. There's these podcasts. There's fearlessagent.tv. You can watch a lot of videos there. But that free stuff that we do, I guarantee you, would be way, way better coaching than any other coach, no matter what they charge you in America. And I think you would agree with that, wouldn't you, Austin? Yeah, 100%. So um, what other questions do you have? about last week. Um, oh, I forget. Now, here's why I drink coffee when he tells me, when he reminds me of what I was supposed to have known. Do we have right. coffee oh, music? That's the one I, I do have. When are they going to start paying us for the sound effects? That's what we need to, to shake to those that. idiots down. Uh, okay, get on that. that. Thank you. Okay. What was the story? Uh, so last week I had at one time six active listings in this market here in Southern California is crazy. We're getting 15, 20 offers on every house. Uh, but anyways, that's causing a lot of sign calls on my listings. I think buyers think if they work with the listing agent, they're guaranteed to get the house, which ah. is not true. Um, but anyways, this woman called me and she said, uh, by, mind you, this was a, a Saturday at about 2 p.m. And she called me. Was she hot? Oh, that's how shallow I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. Yeah. Okay. She uh, she called me at 2 o'clock on Saturday asking if I could go and show her my listing. And I said, no. I said, step number one is, you know, we need to meet in my office. And she said, well, why is that? And she said, because I called five other listing agents today, and they all came and opened the door to their listings for me. And, and that's why. And I told her, I said, that's exactly why, because they just wasted three hours of their day on a Saturday 
for you not to buy their listing and for you to do business with someone else and not them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I guess that's a good, uh, good question is the proper way to handle a, a sign call from start to finish. Okay. So here's the way that works. Okay. Uh, when somebody calls you, first of all, when you're a fearless agent and somebody says as a buyer, uh, I would like you to represent me and and uh, I want to buy your listing. You don't represent the buyer. You can what you do is you make them sign something that says you don't represent them. But you still get paid if you want to call it both sides of the commission. But you ch- if you charge 7 and you're giving up 3 and you're keeping 4, the seller's going to pay 7 no matter where the buyer comes from. If the buyer comes directly to you and you don't represent them, the seller is still going to pay you seven. Okay, so okay. that's that's non-negotiable. So if the buyer and one of the reasons why is if the buyer came directly to you, let's say you did not represent them, which would be smart, uh, and you only represented the seller, and you uh, discounted the price and the commission which is what very commonly will happen, or just the commission, and then that buyer falls out of escrow. Now the seller is already expecting you to discount your commission. So that's that's part of why you don't do that. Okay. The reason you don't want to do dual agency is you is if you avoid it is because so many lawsuits in real estate are about dual agency. So you get rid of that. The most expensive one ever, $21 million lawsuit against Edina Realty, which started the whole dual agency thing, is wow. the reason not to do that. So um, so then they're calling you and saying, hey, can you meet me at the listing? So I'd say, well, here's the way that works. Uh, I can do anything because I'm the listing agent, but I require you to be represented by an agent, Okay. You could be represented by me or you could have your own agent uh, show you my, my listing. Either is fine with me. Which would you prefer? And they say, oh, I want you to uh, represent me. And the reason they're doing that is because they think they're going to get a discount on the price because there's going to be a discount on, to the seller on the commission, which in fact there will not be. That's not going to happen. So, and I'm not going to talk about with that with them because I'm not going to mention the commission. But uh, I'd say, well, if I'm going to represent you, you need to come into my office first, and I'll show you how I do business. Um, and again, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. You, any agent, can show you my listing. Which would you prefer? So my, my favorite saying is life doesn't give you what you want. It gives you options. So I give people their options. Okay. One option is any agent can show you. It's on lockbox. You can go see it with any agent. Okay. Uh, or I will represent you, but you would need to come into my office. Now, what really will happen is they will come into my office and I won't represent them if they're going to buy my listing, which yeah. is uh, highly unlikely when you think about it. But I would give them the buyer presentation. They would sign the buyer broker agreement. Um, but if they were going to buy my listing, they would sign something that says I don't represent them. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because what I've been finding out is 
basically saying that in a nutshell to five different people over the weekend, and all mm-hmm. five did not agree to come into my office. Of course which not. Me, actually, I like, because if I never work with another buyer again, yeah. I wouldn't. Well, they were also broke people who couldn't qualify for a loan, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Now, the uh, you know real buyers with real, with real money have realtors. So they're already the the people that buy. Think of the people that do buy your listings that where you do get paid. Didn't they all have a realtor? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never uh, double dipped, if you want to call that. Uh, agents. There are some agents who very commonly uh, work with the buyer who buys their listing, and I always think, well, that's proof that their seller didn't get top dollar. Yep, that's true. You know, if you sell it off an open house. <laughs> That's that's proof your seller didn't get top dollar. Yeah, they might have been happy with what they got, but they they should have they could have gotten more, and I think should have. So, okay. uh, there was something else you said that I wanted to talk about. What was it? Uh, well, give me another question; it'll come to me. Uh, so, when when you were an agent, what was your criteria to work with a buyer? Like in regards, it was so long ago, I don't even remember. Like, I think you told me that they had to have at least 40% down and this and that, you know, to work with them. Something well, like here's, here, you want to have a, uh, a series of criteria, I guess I would say, that, that who am I, I going to work with, who am I not going to work with. Uh, so one, one of the things is, uh, do I want to waste my time working with buyers at all? Okay. So the, the, perfect, the perfect buyer scenario, I guess, is the way I would say it, is they have met with my lender. I have chosen the lender. Okay. That would be perfect because I know the deal is going to go through. Uh, they, they meet with me in my office. Okay. okay. I've given them this little introduction when they meet with me in my office. I, I also, because they met with my lender, I know exactly how much they could put down maximum if they wanted to, and I know the maximum monthly payment that they are qualified for. Most lenders won't tell you that unless you ask them, then they all will. Okay. So I give them this little introduction to get their head right, to show them what's at stake. I give them a little preview of coming attractions. Uh, to make them feel comfortable with what's going to happen when I meet with them. I ask, you know, I ask them a series of questions to get them thinking bigger, not pigeonholing them down and making them too small. I give them the buyer presentation, the fearless agent buyer presentation, which was, which has really one purpose, and that is to overcome all the dumb ideas, the uh, the overcome the objections that buyers would commonly have, make them understand that if they don't grossly overpay, they're not going to live in their favorite house. And if they do, they will. They, they're going to have to have uh, – they're not allowed to renegotiate uh, based on home inspections. You know, I get all that problems out. Okay. Uh, I, I tell them to do what I would do. And I bought my favorite house. I didn't have some other guy living in my favorite house because I was willing to overpay, have hard, earnest money. Uh, I would have done anything. I would have paid way more, you know, all that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then get the buyer-broker agreement signed. So the purpose of the buyer presentation is to eliminate all those problems, get them to be loyal to me, get the buyer-broker agreement signed. Then I'm going to do the MLS search. Then we're going to go shopping on a, probably a different day, maybe the same day, but unlikely. Uh, then we write offer, then we present offer, then there's acceptance, and you know, 
okay. unicorns and rainbows. All right. So that's the perfect buyer scenario. The perfect buyer criteria is they have to be willing to meet with me in my office. Okay. Uh, they have to be motivated. Motivated means we're buying a house. The only question is who's the realtor going to be? Not we would buy a house if we found something that's like maybe kind of sort of, you know, not none of that. There has to be a time urgency. They have to say if we're not in by X amount of time, there's there's going to be trouble. They must be pre-approved through my lender. If the only exception to that, the, the only way you could get out of using my lender would be you actually are a lender or your mother is a lender or your spouse is a lender. Okay. Otherwise, even then sometimes uh, I, I make them use my lender. And then uh, I've controlled all the contingencies. If uh, if you're getting money from uh, mommy and daddy to help you with the down payment, mommy and daddy are going to be in the car looking at every house or we're not going out. Okay. Um, I'm controlling contingencies by having hard non-refundable earnest money. If there's non-refundable earnest money, there are no contingencies. It's as simple as that. Uh, if 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 like it's going to be dependent, not contingent, but dependent upon you selling your house, then I'll be the listing agent. If your house is in another town, then I'm going to be telling your listing agent how to do it. I'm going to be telling them how to price it. I'm going to be telling them what to do. So that would control that contingency. Uh, they have to be willing to spend the time it takes with me. They can't be pulling this, oh, I'm really busy, so blah, 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 crap. And then uh, all the decision makers have to be, again, in the car and seeing every house that we look at. Uh, they have to be willing to um, disclose everything to me. They have to be completely forthcoming and honest about you know what they're looking for and, and all that. And then finally, I have to like them because okay. you're stuck with them. You know, with yeah. a buyer, you spend a lot more time with a buyer than you do with a seller. With a seller, sometimes I didn't like them, but they were nice people, uh, or maybe they're not even nice people. But uh, but the job is cut and dried. It's like they they deserve to get top dollar. Even if I don't like them, that doesn't mean they don't get deserved top dollar for their house. Yeah, and that is what I do, and they are paying me to do it. So. But I spend so little time with a seller, there's, it, it wouldn't matter if I liked him or not. Okay. So uh, that's the answer to that. All righty. You know, we're at the end of the podcast. What, other, <laughs> what, what advice would you give to somebody thinking about fearless agent coaching? You're a raving fan. I know that. But in your own yep. words, what would you tell them? How has it changed you, your life, yeah. whatever? Yeah, it's changed uh, for me financially. Night and day, the amount of income that I'm making, rather than when I was before. Um, also, just the at the confidence level, uh, it feels more or less like I'm running a business now, rather than just having a job. Mm. Uh, you know, and having a, actually having a product to sell and actually being able to deliver on that uh, gives me the confidence to pick up the phone every day. So just uh, call Bob. Now, by the way, the com my company is called Fearless Agent for a reason. You are a fearless agent. You have no fear of prospecting, presenting, anything, right? Yeah, not at all. 
So, uh, but you sound like you did before. Yeah, I did before, and it was because I didn't know exactly what to say, uh, especially at the listing presentation. You know, so that would affect my prospecting. But now that I, it goes. You know, I I know what to say on the phone. I know what to say in person. I pick up the phone every day. Now, you used to have a job where people shot at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you you wouldn't be that just your personality like mine because I used to be the guy who shot at cops. So that's, <laughs> that's an irony that we're together here today, isn't it? But but you know, you were in a job where he's extraordinarily dangerous and uh you I'm I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but you were confident at that job, I'm assuming. That's because he had a gun. You know, I always say you can get more respect with a kind word and a gun than you can with just a kind word. That's so true. That's very true. So, uh, you know, then it's funny. You get into real estate and you get fearful when you're on the phone. Nobody's ever been shot over the phone that I know of. Yeah. Um, But anyway, God bless you, Austin Dossie. By the way, for those of you who would like to – Send your referrals to Rancho Cucamonga. I just like saying that, don't you? Rancho comedy word. Rancho Cucamonga or Fontana. Uh, any other town like Pasadena ish is kind of where it is, isn't it? Yeah, that whole area. So uh, Austin Dossie, 909-921-3741. That's toll free, day or night. You can call Austin. Send them your sellers, your buyers, your your uh Tempest tossed, yearning to breathe three, breathe three or free, whichever you prefer. It doesn't matter. So, Austin, thank you for joining us. Did you have fun? I did. I did. Thank you, Bob. Once again, we want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can always call me directly at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this. Austin, have you ever given us a five-star review of this podcast? On iTunes. Uh, yeah, on Podbean. Okay. But until next week, you got to do the three things we always do. Number one, always have fun. Number two, what's number two, Austin? Be humble. Be humble. That's right. And then above all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Oh,